everyone. Happy Friday. This is your first ever listening on The Woman Podcast. My name is Tamani Lynn, and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, educating, and inspiring all women to be boss to support and networking. We do a variation of different initiatives like group community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops. We have programs like a one-on-one business coaching program, a one-on-one mentoring program. You know, basically do it, sis. We are known as the One Stop Shop for Empowerment, and you are listening to the Woman Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs, or W Bosses rather, which is what we like to call them, and I sit down with them, and I talk with them about, you know, the topic at hand, and also their journeys um, through entrepreneurship up until the point that we record this episode. If this is your first ever listening on the Woman Podcast. I do updates in the beginning of every single episode, and we have one for you ladies this week. So firstly, or actually, I lied. We have two. So firstly, um, we hosted the WMNC webinar, Build Your Brand from Home. Um, the replay is available for purchase, but that was one of the most impactful webinars I think I've ever hosted throughout you know, my journey with Woman of Lynn. Um, I dropped so many gems. I gave you ladies six steps on how to build your brand from home strategically with this time. Um, we opened up the webinar for women that weren't mentees a part of our program just because as I said in the last episode, I wanted to get as many people in as possible because I still want you ladies to use this time to learn. And I thought about women that, you know, weren't a part of our program, like, hey, you know, more women could actually, you know, benefit from this. So I opened up the tickets and we had so many participants. Oh my goodness. But if you didn't get a chance to participate, it's totally okay. We have a replay available on our website at womenblend.org slash webinars for you ladies to purchase so you guys can get the full experience still. Um, I recorded the whole thing live so you guys can still get that experience and still get that knowledge to um, suck up during this time. So that is our first update and then our second update by the time this episode drops we will have announced our pink mask campaign. So we had the opportunity to give back to a local Starbucks um, where we normally host our minty meetings, our business meetings and a lot of different other meetings that we host when we're not in the office and I really sat for a while it's like what can we do to give back during this time because you ladies know that we love to host, you know, women's advocacy campaigns here and there. But this month was kind of different. And I was like, what is a way that we can give back to our community? So the first place I thought of was the Starbucks that's, you know, off of Ritchie Station. It's like a complex where there's a Chick-fil-A, there's a Chipotle, but across the street, there's a Starbucks that I always go to. Even if it's not women related for business, I used to always go there just to sit and study. And I was like, what can we do, you know, to give back to our community? So I had the opportunity to be able to get 150 face masks and gloves and the first 150 people that went through the Starbucks driveway in the morning um, they were able to get those things for free so if you're in the Capitol Heights area within Maryland and you know by the time we drop this episode the campaign will have dropped on the same day so the first 150 customers that you know goes through the drive through through Starbucks you guys get a free mask and free gloves on us on Women of Lynn um, so hopefully by the time this airs there will hopefully still be you know some free items left from Women of Lynn, you guys can definitely visit the Starbucks at Capitol Heights, Maryland. Again, it is by Richie Station. And yeah, I was so happy to be able to do that and to give back to the community. So that is our second update for this week. And lastly, you ladies always know to subscribe to woman.org to stay updated on everything that we have going on, aside from our updates that I just announced, but anything going on that we have in the future. So that is our updates for this week. And you ladies know that we have segments for each week. We have a woman to watch of the week, and then we have an access 
Samani question of the week. So our woman to watch of the week is the amazing Saida. Hopefully I pronounced her name correctly. She is the founder and CEO of Sai Essentials, which is a DMV based 100% organic skincare line. This woman is absolutely amazing. She hand makes everything by herself, ships her products by herself. So if you ladies are looking for a nice skincare line, go ahead and check her out at Sai Essentials on Instagram. You ladies can check out her official at with the flyer that we post attached to our podcast Instagram at the WOL podcast to see what her actual at is. So that is our woman to watch of the week. And then our Ask Money question of the week is when will Woman of Lynn come to my state? So recently we posted what states our programs have impacted. We had New York, New Jersey, California, Ohio, um, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware. A lot of different states were listed. And I asked you ladies to comment below. You know, if you saw your state, go ahead and comment. But if you didn't see your state, go ahead and connect with us so we can see how we can get to your state. But then we got a question this week for our podcast that asked, when will Woman of Lynn come to my state? So we are working, you know, really hard behind the scenes for you ladies to try to strategize different ways on how we can get to you if we haven't already touched your state. But again, you ladies can subscribe to our website, abelin.org, to stay updated with everything that we have going on. And you never know if we may be coming to your state soon, especially after this virus is over. We have so much planned and I just cannot wait to unveil everything we've been working on behind the scenes. So that is our segments for this week and we can go ahead and jump into the topic. So you ladies know that we are currently doing a series where I have different bosses all throughout the country sharing their personal stories of how they grew to be the boss that they are today, just not only in business, but as women in general. And, you know, I'm stressing the the fact, you know, that a lot of women's stories, once you hear it, it can be the driving force, you know, and, and the fire under your butt to what you do. So um, you ladies know that I have nothing but the best of the best W Boss with each and every podcast episode. And this W Boss is an entrepreneur, mother, fashionista, and more. And she loves to showcase her desire for bomb fashion pieces through her accessories line. Through her business, Antoine Cadell, formerly known as AA, she has also been able to empower women through what she does and continues to show women that only with a little bit of faith, you can go very far in business. And aside from being our podcast guest for this week, she's also a very close girlfriend of mine. So please welcome Miss Antoinique, everybody. Hello. Hey, girl, hey. Y'all, she's trying to put on her fake voice. Answering the phone, hello. Hello? Like, hi. Hey, girl, hey. Um, Thank you again for being on this episode. Ladies, she's literally amazing. Whenever I need to call up somebody to just be real with me as it relates to business or just personally, she is my go-to person. So aside from, you know, your intro, Antoine, give us everything about you you where are you from what's your background how old are you you know tell us a little bit about you before we get into your story okay um so I am 26 a lot of people do not realize I'm so old well you know old or young whatever so I'm 26 um I actually was born in Virginia I was born actually it's this little place called Warrington Virginia and I moved to Maryland when I think I think I'm maybe like seven uh so like first or second grade um, and I kind of grew up in like the Largo area and then I ended up attending, I went to the University of Maryland College Park and my degree was in international affairs and I minored in, um, Arabic. So I never wanted to actually go to school there. I really just wanted to go to art school. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to go to Parsons 
And the only reason that I did not go was because, number one, I believe it, like, Parsons is, like, $100,000 a year. It was something crazy. And that was a no-go. But um, Maryland had given me a full ride, so it just was like I got stuck there, unfortunately. But it was good, though. So, I mean, honestly, I feel as though, like, my entire life, I kind of have been more artistically inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to the fact that, like, you can, y'all can call my mom. I had imaginary friends, like, when I... <laughs> I had imaginary friends for like three years um, when I was younger. I I was like in a preschool and I used to have these two friends. They actually, their names were Kalisha and Cicada. And I dead like was so serious about these girls. Like they were my girls. We were like homegirls. And so I have always had like a really great sense of imagination. I just don't think that I ever really knew what I wanted to do with it. Um, Because I, my mom kind of is a little bit more of a, you need to go to school. You need to, you know, be like a, a business person who like, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. She wasn't really into the whole me being a designer type of thing. So it kind of was like that AA is my best of both worlds because not only is it me getting to have like the full creative functionality and being able to express myself however I want to, it's also me being able to utilize like something that I'm just naturally good at, like numbers. Mm-hmm. So perfect mix yes thank you for sharing that sis so tell us a little bit more about Anthony Cadell what inspired you to create it what fueled you to create it when was that moment when you were like you know I have to do this you know for the industry this is going to be groundbreaking tell us a little bit about that like what what fueled you to start it initially or ultimately so I honestly always knew like I was I wanted to change lives I knew that's what I wanted to do I had like a YouTube channel I still do have a YouTube channel um from like I think like the end of high school into now um that I've just been filming I initially began filming it just because I wanted to be able to reflect on myself I wanted to be able to look back on me um and I just always I've always been a person who like I'm a detail-oriented person so like my outfits are always super basic I love basics like I could dead wear like a uniform the only thing that I would change would be like the accessory Mm -hmm. and I even feel that way um like with my interior design aesthetic I'm very big into minimal simple but the details have to be crazy like I like textures patterns like the small intricate details that no one notices like so I pretty much am like that but that's like my life and Mm -hmm. so it was just natural that earrings and like any that's pretty much what AA is is it's a brand focused on the detail Mm -hmm. and that's why it's not just um earrings it's earrings bags lashes just the small details feminine um light sexy and but yet rich but not for a price that's like outrageous Mm -hmm. but ultimately the reason why for the story behind how AA began um is so what really happened is that initially I always had just said I wanted to have an accessories brand I never knew where to start I never knew where to look I never it was just one of those things where it was like I always knew what I always knew the what but I never knew the how. Like, I never had any clue how to start, where to go, or even who to ask. Because I didn't know anyone who, like, liked the same things that I liked. 
um, especially after I had went to school with all, you know, lawyers and mathematicians, it was like, it was getting really hard for me to keep that spark. And I really am one of those people that when I don't feel motivated or looking forward to something, I feel so depressed. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was friends with another girl. I won't say her name. Um, and she had asked me, could I model for her? for her accessories line because she knows how much I love accessories. And I was like, oh my God, girl, I would love to. Cause I'm just like, this is going to be how I get someone who knows the business and I can learn. Um, and so I ended up, you know, going ahead and shooting for her. And I, she, I was just telling her cause we were friends. So of course she knew this was like my bread and butter. Like this is what I wanted. I love it so much. I was known for, I mean, even before AA, I was known for like being the person who accessorized um, accessories and baby hairs pretty much. <laughs> and, and like basically, and also I w- I'm also known for always telling the truth and pretty much saying what people are thinking, which I'm working on that. Um, but so basically I was modeling for her. Everything was great. Girl, the pictures were bomb. Gia was in them. It was fabulous. And so I'm like, Oh, you know, wonderful. Um, a little bit of time goes on. So she asked me that I want to become partner. And I was like, Oh my God, I would love to like, because this was exactly what I wanted to do. So I was all in y'all. Like I was all in, I was like, you know, promoting the business more than her. Um, I mean, I was literally loving it. I finally felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do. I felt alive, like for the first time ever. And it was just perfect. I just, I can't explain it, but it's like one of those things where it's like your soulmate, like when you just know, you know, it it was like one of those things. Like I just knew that like I needed to do this. Like this was something I needed to do. And, um, so we kept on going forward and I'm a mom. Um, and so I will always be a mother before any other thing in my life. And it would be times where, so first of all, there was a little bit of an integrity issue because it came back that they, when we wanted to split the company, um, she wanted me to invest a certain amount of money and the amount of money that she wanted me to invest was well over her investment. So it was kind of like I was being stolen from pretty much. I was being bamboozled. Like it pretty much was like, Oh, if you want to get in it now, then you're going to have to put in all this money. But in reality, I had no rights to the company. Um, and ultimately I didn't really have any decision-making, you know, I didn't have a hand in any of that. It was almost as though that I was supposed to just pay out just to be able to say that like I was affiliated, but I was honestly so desperate to be a part of the team y'all that I was, I just was like, okay, I didn't care because that's how much I wanted it. I wanted, I wanted so bad to carry out my dream. I didn't care that I was being screwed over. All I cared about was that I was finally going to be able to have that dream. Like I was so close. Um, so it was a weekend. Um, and Gia had the flu. That's my daughter, Gia. And they wanted the, it was the girl and there was another girl. They wanted to go to my uh, daughter's dad had connections to, well, he has connections to this rapper and, their young thug was going to be in town also with the rapper. And so they wanted to go meet up with young thug and the rapper. And so I basically was like, I can't go. Like my kid has the flu. 
Like, and she was gravely ill. I'm talking about like at that point, I think GMA had been three or two. And I don't know. I don't know if any of you guys are moms, but I couldn't leave her. And she was like the first or second day sick. Mm. So it was like when I had just found out she had the flu, she wasn't even fully like even in recovery at all. And so um, essentially they kept on saying, well, you know, we're just going to go without you. Like, you know, whatever. But the thing is, is that the way that Gia's dad saw it was if you don't go, they don't go. I don't know them, you know, because he didn't really know them. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not, it wasn't like my best friend. It's like my new business partner, you know? And he's just like, yo, like, I'm I'm not going to let them come without you. And ultimately, y'all have an accessories line and Young Thug's girlfriend is not going to be there. So what are y'all going to really be doing there? And I'm ashamed to say this, but I just wanted to, I wanted to be a part of the business so bad. Like, I just was like trying to, Honestly, I was crying. I had, like, called my mom crying because I didn't know what to do. And all that I did know is that I couldn't leave Gia. And it was like, I kept on telling them, like, my baby has the flu. I can't leave. And ultimately, she texted me and she said, I just want to let you know that that was a very big deal. And that could have been a really big deal for us. And you blew it. So basically, they cut me off. Mm. And I mean, when I say cut me off, I mean, never spoke to me again. I mean, literally didn't speak to me from that day. They never asked if Gia was okay. Like, that was that. So I was super, like, depressed and brokenhearted after that. Like, I, dead serious, was, like, crying 24-7. And just because I wanted, I, I didn't care about losing them. I cared about the fact that not only had I, like, already went against myself by pretty much being, like, a kiss-up or, like, a butt kisser just because I wanted so bad for like to be a part of like you know what I saw as my dream that I never even realized like it wasn't mine it wasn't mine you know like it it wasn't it doesn't matter that I was the person who was in all the pictures and I was the person who was getting them sales because they didn't care they didn't split any profits with me you know it was I was pretty much being used and as soon as I wasn't useful it was gone um and I was just telling my mom and of course I'm just like crying and I'm hurt and I didn't know what to do And my mom literally told me, like, and this is the point that I want to make to every person out here. There is nothing that has not been done before. Okay, so when people tell you that you're copying them or that you are taking their idea, be very clear. They're just trying to put you in a box. People putting limits around you and putting titles on you is because they're afraid. Because at the end of the day, their business never sold. Not even one component. It literally, I started AA and I sold out my first day. I literally sold every single thing my first day. And I had, I mean, like I had like literally, I sold so much that my bank account got shut down because my bank thought that I was having fraud. So what I'm trying to say to you is, is that I don't care if your homegirl has a hair boutique or a clothing store. If your girl loves you, she will never feel intimidated by you because when you're walking in your purpose, People don't feel intimidated. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not afraid. And the thing is, is that since I became, since I began AA, I have helped so many other people that have jewelry websites and jewelry brands become better business owners. And I've given them other, like, you know, if I don't, if I don't need a vendor or if I have a vendor that I know could help them, I give them the vendor because when you're walking in your purpose and when God wants that for you. No one can stop it. 
No one can stop it. And I didn't use anyone to help me. I only did it because I really liked it. I remember all the time, like my mom would say, why didn't you get a business advisor? Why didn't you get someone to help you? I didn't think anyone was going to buy anything from me. Like, honestly, I didn't think that I was, I didn't ever think somebody would buy something from me. I was so like grateful that people would ever buy something from me. I couldn't believe it. Like, wow, people like, this is crazy. And I mean, it was life changing for me. I literally made $10,000 from my own business in one month just to give y'all an idea of how life-changing it was for me. And, I mean, I did slow down AA just a little bit because there were some directions that my business was going in that I, I needed to pull back. Mm-hmm. Because what you'll soon learn is that when you start a business and you don't and you make a certain amount of money, you start having all kinds of legal things you have to take care of. And here I am thinking that I wouldn't even get one sale. I'm thinking this is going to be a a little rinky dink, you know, (laughs) pop, you know, I didn't think I'm thinking like, I had no idea. Like, cause I had no idea. And y'all like the, the craziest thing is that, so they started, um, making fake pages and like writing on my stuff. Um, having their friends comment on my page, on my pictures and stuff saying how I was a copycat, how I was a fraud. Um, how I was just like, I mean, like like, I I was broken (laughs) hearted. I really hate when people, well, back then, I hated, I couldn't take it when people would say mean things about me. I, cause I wanted, I wanted people to think that I was nice. I really did care that people saw me in a certain light because that wasn't who I was. But it's like, why would I care about what they think? Y'all were the same people who, when my baby had the flu and I was scared to death because I'm a young single mom while my mom lives in New York and I'm in Maryland by myself. And my kid is sick and can barely, like, talk. And my kid talks a lot. And I was afraid. You didn't even ask me if she was okay. And, like, you know, then you rip away the one thing that you can clearly see how much I care about it. Because I, I promote and post your business more than you. To the point that people thought their business was mine. They never even realized that the whole time I never changed, that I had changed over to it being Anthony Goodell, and that I was no longer affiliated. That's how much people never knew that there was a difference. It, it was really me doing it. Um, and I was known for it. And for the longest time, I always was just so afraid to tell people how my business began or to kind of talk about it because I just felt like I was afraid of the backlash of being bullied again because I mean like I mean like when I say I mean I I was blocking pages after pages because they were coming on my Instagram and like trying to like defame me they were like on Twitter writing paragraphs like just being crummy Mm. mind you I hadn't spoken to them since that day when Gia being sick and it was heartbreaking but the one thing I can say is that my business is my baby and I'm not ashamed of it anymore I used to be ashamed of it I used to be I used to not even really want to tell people how successful my business was but that for a long I mean for a while that has been my biggest like battle since I began my business but I don't regret it and any person I I tell you now just do it we don't own any of these ideas we're not doing anything new we there's not one person doing something new these brands are not new the fashion that we have is not new. No issue that we have in this life is new. So if you find something that sets your soul on fire, why would you not 
want to continue to feel that way? And why would you even want to care about people that wouldn't want you to feel alive? Hope that Antoinette's story just empowered you ladies. You know, I she's been my friend for a minute now. We've spoken panels together. We've gotten closer and closer over the years. And just knowing her personally, I just knew that she had to come on our podcast and just share our, her story because heard this story before you know we're friends you know we've talked about it before and I knew that bringing this to our podcast would empower some of you ladies especially during this time you know you never know if someone could be going through the same exact thing which is why I wanted to share her story and I'm thankful to have Antoinique on this episode to share her story as well so Antoinique I want to go back a little bit right you Uh said that your first day in business you sold out of everything right Uh was your impact on the jewelry industry and the DMV surprising to you at all in the beginning because you made quite an impact you know tell us a little bit about that tell us about that moment when that notification popped up on your phone okay sis everything is sold out like to restock everything how was that moment for you I was super overwhelmed like I was like I couldn't believe it first of all I was at work I kept on going to the bathroom at my job like what the heck like oh my god something's happening something's happening I was selling out of everything it was crazy um and I can't tell you guys like I see my jewelry everywhere. Honestly, I feel very, like, blessed. And I feel like I'm so, I'm just, I'm blessed and I'm honored. And I feel like it's just, like, you know, undeserving kindness to me. Because I don't even know what I did to deserve that. Like, I don't, I really don't. Um, Because I just, I just really just wanted to do what made me happy. I really didn't, I really didn't do it for money, honestly. I never thought about even being able to make money from it. I just really felt like for the first time in my life I was doing what I was supposed to do as a person because for the longest time especially after I became a young mom I felt like I would never live out my dreams I felt like I was going to get trapped in a nine to five and never move out never have financial freedom never be able to just afford the lifestyle that I envisioned I never saw it for myself I just felt like I was always you know fighting against the wind and I never could understand what did I need to do to to get myself close to my dream I didn't I couldn't even figure out my dream for the longest time and that's why like I'm just telling you like I honestly feel like one of the hardest parts about life is figuring out what am I what what's my purpose what am I supposed to be doing what am I here for and I I don't know all the answers but I just know that whenever you feel that feeling inside of your body that this is something I would want for the rest of my life. I, I love how I feel. You just got to do it. Antoinique, I'm going to tell you why you've been so successful, okay? I'm going to tell you why you sold out on your first day. I'm going to tell you why every single time you walk out the door, you see everybody with your accessories, your purses, your handbags, your lashes, okay? Listen, listen really clear. Mm-hmm. Ladies, she focused on her impact rather than her income, okay? When you focus more on the people that you're impacting, when you started with a passion, when you started with that fire up under your butt, when you started with that fire in your soul, as she was saying, she knew that this was her passion. She knew that this was what she was called to do. She didn't care about anybody else doing it. She didn't care about the bad remarks. She didn't care about the reputation. She didn't care about any of that, okay? Because it paid off that first day she sold out. It paid off when her bank account broke. It paid off when she went to the bathroom 
them to see that everything sold out because she cared about her impact okay I want you ladies to listen to her entire story and take it in if you took away nothing from her story you need to take in the fact that she started okay with a passion she started because she knew that this was her lane she didn't care if she was swerving off in anyone else's lane because she knew that this lane that she was in she was called to do it okay I feel like a lot of you ladies are sitting on these amazing bomb business ideas and you don't want to start it because such and such has it you don't want to start it because someone is in the same lane as you and they they seem more successful than you you never know what you could bring differently to the market Antoinique's story can be your story the same day that you launch your business you that could be you selling out your first day that could be you and going to the bathroom you know on your bathroom break from work sold out everything okay that could be you walking outside and seeing everybody in your stuff just think about ladies just think about everything that she just said it could really be you if you just trust in yourself and you just start so Antoinique what part of your story do you think has been the main driving force behind Antoinique Adele and I also want to ask you as well probably this is probably a two-sided question um how is your daughter inspired or aided you in becoming the boss you are today as far as your mentality because she loves you to death ladies she is the most the sweetest little girl you will ever meet i know she has to have some type of major impact on your mentality when it comes to you being the boss you are today so i would love for you to share that um so well i would say my driving force for my business honestly was just how it made me feel Mm -hmm. um especially at a time where i felt like i didn't have that i didn't have something in my life that was for me um i think that people who are mothers feel ashamed to be honest about motherhood motherhood is not gratifying in the moment and what I mean by that is it's hard to wake up early by yourself to a crying kid who needs everything from you it's hard to not get a a good night's rest it's hard to not even be able to use the bathroom it's hard to not be able to buy yourself everything you want because the type of mom I am my daughter has everything she wants and then some um So I knew that I didn't want to be an ordinary mom, but at the time I didn't really have the means. So I was always spreading myself super thin and stressed out. And I was lonely because I don't know. I had this, this misconception that being a mom had to be my life and that I couldn't be me. I had to be Gia's mom. So then Anthony Goodell became me. That was my thing. That was my hobby, quote unquote. Um, well at first and it was just my way of being able to be myself um, and then further on and like my self-development over the years I realized how unhealthy it was and how unhealthy a lot of the ideas we have growing up and just as women are um, we're growing up taught to you know sacrifice ourselves we're grow- we grow up thinking that we have to not have dreams that we have to pretty much you know make ourselves small for men we have to bow down for men we have to always just kind of take it on the chin we have to be the ones who compromise we can't have standards we can't you know say no we can't do what's best for us real selfish you know but men do what's best for them every day and I just refuse to be like that I told myself I will not raise my daughter to believe that she has to be anything except for what she wants to be and that's pretty much what it came down to is that When I decided that I was going to live a life that was limitless and that was on my own terms and that that was what I wanted for myself and to show Gia that, I focused on being my best self and by listening and by understanding and by using Gia as my reason why, as my reason why it was important to pour into my own cup. 
so Gia honestly has been the driving force for me to even be the woman that I am. I always love to ask these two questions, you know, to the bosses and the women that are on their journeys of becoming bosses throughout this series. One, do you think all business owners should go through rough patches, you know, as you, you know, shared with us in their businesses in order to grow? And two, is there one boss you can think of that has a story that you're inspired by? Um, so do I think that all bosses should go through rough patches? No. Because, like I said, everything has been done before. I think that it's imperative for us, especially as black women and as black, a black community, building our wealth after not having, not starting on the same economic playing field um, as many other people who have had generational wealth built off the backs of our ancestors. Um, it is stupid for us to always glamorize struggle. <laughs> Why do you want to struggle? If you don't have to, why should you? There is no glamour and struggle, okay? That's another thing that we're taught that puts you in a box. I need to go through hard times. Do you think that, like, that that's how people who are billionaires think? Hell no. They think about what is best for them. They strategize. They read books. They read books because books help you learn what people before you already knew. So you don't have to make the mistakes to learn. Read books, pick up books, learn. The information is everywhere. There's nothing that you've done that no one else has. And the one person who, and if I'm being very honest, who I, 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 not, I don't idolize, but I actually, this is the business plan that I followed for my own success. And the business model that I followed is the one for Kylie Jenner. Um, it is genius. It is genius to say the least. She has almost no overhead. She has almost no employees. And her main thing that she does for her company is only the creative design. Her mother handles all the financial and all the legal. And she only does the creative portion, which is pretty much me. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's what I'm doing this for. Like, because I just really love it. I love how it feels. I love choosing. I love all that. Um, and ultimately... Everyone hated her at first. And look at her. She became a billionaire, I think, in like two years, two mm -hmm. or three years. And she's like 21 or 22. She controls her own life and her own happiness. She values her privacy and she makes her own rules. She plays by her own rules and has blinders on when it comes to her dreams and her success. Honestly, Kylie's business model is phenomenal. And it doesn't matter how you feel about the Kardashian-Jenner empire you got to respect the hustle. If you had the chance, Antonique, what's one thing you would tell yourself two years ago, first starting out in business, that you know now? I would tell myself that I need to love myself and I need to have a strong sense of my boundaries and standards and to put myself first. Period. Yeah. Lastly, are there any tips you can give to the ladies been listening to encourage and uplift them to keep pushing throughout their journeys of becoming bosses like yourself? The biggest thing that I can tell you to do um, is to invest in yourself before even thinking about your business. Um, it is so important as women that we take the time to look deep within ourselves to figure out exactly who we are, exactly what we want. 
so that we have the best chances of getting that. And if you notice it, whenever you're having the best success in life, it's always when you are feeling your best, looking your best, pouring into yourself, putting you first and just doing you, girl. And if you don't know where to start, I always tell people to visualize the last time that you felt free. Make your mind go back to the last time that you remember being happy. And when I say happy, I mean just not worrying about anything, just present. And when you take yourself back to that memory, I want you to think about who is there, what you're doing in that memory, and what are some of your practices, your daily practices. How do you wake up? Are you exercising? What have you been eating? You know? And if that's the, and maybe you just have to take your life back to that. Go back around those people, start those practices back up. And that might be your starting point to figuring out how to maintain a happiness because you're not trapped and you're not stuck, but you have to free yourself first. Mm. You want to know something that's so funny? I just taught, you know, you ladies, you know, just heard me say that I hosted the, the WMNC webinar, Building Your Brand From Home. And guess what the number one step was out of those six steps, Antoinette? What? It was literally starting with yourself first as a business owner. Yes. And yes. I can't, I can't stress what Antoinette just said more. It's so important before you even get to the brand, before you even get to the business, you need to start with you. Okay. Especially if you're in the business of pouring into others, you cannot pour into others. If you have not poured into yourself the best way that you know how, okay, because the empty cup trying to pour into other cups, it's not going to work. It's not going to nope. be anything else. They're poor, right? Dry. So dry, you will be sucked dry. <laughs> so ladies, if you want to build a brand, it's so important to start with you first it's not even funny you're probably listening to this and you've probably taken master before or went to these business development workshops before and then always they always give you a structure that's something different not even you know near starting like, off with you first <laughs> go to google yeah, google <laughs> go to like, google no, girl, get on youtube <laughs> listen youtube <laughs> university ladies it's so important to start with you first before you even get to the brand so i can definitely relate to what you just said antoinique as far as you know tips to give to the ladies that are you know on their journeys of growth ladies please start with yourself so in closing my dear sis antoinique <laughs> what's next for yourself in aa and where can our ladies been listening find you as far as your website socials etc okay so the next thing um that we're working on for AA of course I'm gonna we have another release but it's gonna be after quarantine um and it's really fun because I kind of did a lot of different things with my marketing um and things like that I what I am working on now is I want to do more just as far as like women empowerment and women improvement um I'm actually a pretty fire person at business and I want to help people learn how to run their business and how to, you know, really kind of know the ins and outs of business structure. Um, that's actually kind of what I do at my day job is business strategy. Um, and I want, I really want that. I want to be able to help other people, other women, empower women and give women advice and show them how to live their best lives, mm -hmm. honey. Okay. Um, so that's really what I want AA to turn into is a self-love, self-help, self-care brand. Um, where it's not just the fine detail, but it's also that fine detail that everything starts intrinsically with your beautiful mind. Um, and that's where it needs to spread from. Um, and if anyone wants to follow me, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, my Instagram is Antonique Adele. And then also <laughs> Antonique is my website. 
And um, I am on Twitter. Oof, I'm with the shenanigans on there, honey. So don't judge me. Sometimes that page gets hacked. But um, <laughs> but um, it's Adele Antoinette for Twitter. Yes. Thank you so much, Antonique, for being on this episode. And ladies, thank you so much for tuning in to yet another episode on The Woman Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this episode on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and any podcast listening platform there is we're practically on. I hope you ladies were able to gain and take away so much from Antonique's story. She is a beautiful person inside and out. And I want you ladies to go ahead and grab your AA pieces as soon as possible because they sell out literally every single second. Um, but thank you ladies so much again for tuning in and you ladies will hear me next week next friday 12 p.m eastern standard time sharp peace